The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Alumni Ventures. Invest with confidence. Discover the power of venture investing with Alumni Ventures, America's largest venture firm for individual investors. Learn more at av.vc. LinkedIn presents. People working in multi-generational settings pursuing more than one career in their lifetime, taking several periods off to learn and reskill, and with more opportunities to use technology so that they can manage work, family, and leisure more flexibly. That is the world of tomorrow. Hi, it's a new day here at the Next Big Idea Daily, and I'm your host, Michael Kovnet. And I hate to date myself, but I'll admit it, I'm Generation X. How about you? You a boomer? A millennial? Gen Z? Or are you one of the growing number of people rejecting these arbitrary generational tags? Sociologist and economist Mauro Guillen argues that labels like these have become limiting, that whatever your age is, you're more than a category, and your career has its own unique trajectory. Mauro is a professor of management and vice dean at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, and he joins us now to share the big ideas from his new book, The Perennials, The Megatrends Creating a Post-Generational Society. In early 2020, I made an online presentation to directors of zoos and aquariums in the United States. They were telling me about how difficult it has become for them to appeal to different generations of people. It dawned on me that categorizing people into generations without thinking about their individualities and their common values is a big mistake. This experience got me thinking about what a truly post-generational world might look like and how the concept of perennials would fit in it. First of all, who are the perennials? Well, perennials are people who don't think and don't act their age in the sense that they do not conform to conventional notions and stereotypes of, quote, young, unquote, and, quote, old, unquote. People are increasingly eager to break away from traditional age stereotypes and expectations concerning what they should do and can do. This is happening in several realms of life, including living arrangements, learning, and working. For example, we see more multi-generational households, teenagers becoming social and business entrepreneurs, people switching careers at midlife, younger people mentoring older employees, people of different ages learning together online, retirees returning to work either as freelancers or as employees, and not always driven by financial difficulty, but by the need for fulfillment and social interaction. These examples illustrate that people are increasingly adopting a perennial mindset, whereby behavior is not nearly as driven by age as it has been since universal schooling and retirement schemes came into being over a hundred years ago, putting in place the sequential model of life, meaning that first we play, then we learn, we work, and finally we retire. The desire for people to become perennials is fueled by demographic and technological changes. The decline in fertility and the increase in both the lifespan and the health span, how many years we remain in good physical and mental shape, means that younger generations are neither the most numerous, and hence the trendsetters, nor the only ones willing and able to learn and work. Digital platforms bring new opportunities for learning and working to people of all ages by expanding access and diminishing the role that geographical location and co-location used to play. Another example is how AI may well help young people overcome the shortcomings associated with their lack of job experience, while at the same time helping older people overcome the difficulties associated with cognitive decline. Numerous obstacles remain to a wider spread of the perennial mindset and the arrival of a post-generational society. They mostly have to do with entrenched traditions, norms, and rules. Cultural change is needed to overcome preconceptions and prejudices as to what people of different ages can and should do. 
In addition, we need governments to eliminate rules that prevent or discourage learning and working at certain ages. Finally, organizations, most importantly companies, need to rethink how they evaluate performance, rate the potential, and promote and compensate men and women of different ages and at different stages of life, so as to level the playing field once and for all. The future belongs to people above the age of 60. It may come across as being counterintuitive, but never before has the future belonged to such an extent to people in the older age groups. A 60-year-old in the developed parts of the world can expect on average to live another 24 years or so. Moreover, they can expect on average to be in good physical and mental health until they turn 77 or 78 years old. For women, these numbers are higher by 2 to 5 years depending on the country. Obviously, people aged 20 have more years to live on average, but the number of people in the younger age group is dropping relative to the number of people in the older age groups. On balance then, everything is shifting towards the upper age groups, the workforce, consumption, and social and political influence, among many other aggregates. In this context, retirement will be different. It will include more learning, freelancing, and flexible employment opportunities for seniors to help them with finances, boredom, and social isolation. In so doing, there will be a better chance of having enough healthcare and pension resources to cover the needs of seniors, whether they work or not. Retirement in a post-generational world will be different than the classic retirement of the last century or so. While rest and leisure are very important in life, there is nothing preordained about having to retire in the classic meaning of the term. While manual and cognitive occupations will be affected differently, most people will now have options available to them to avoid some of the negatives about classic retirement. For instance, people experience social isolation, boredom, and perhaps financial difficulties because they miscalculated the amount of savings needed for retirement. But a perennial mindset at organizations and new technological developments should enable people beyond a certain age to access new, more flexible opportunities. Remote work, for instance, offers the possibility of removing from the equation the most unpleasant part of the job, commuting. Artificial intelligence may make it easier for people beyond a certain age to compensate for their declining cognitive abilities, while leveraging their experience. Technology may also make freelancing more accessible. For manual, that is to say physical workers, retraining programs might help them find new virtual jobs as account supervisors or as quality controllers. In some, with a different mindset about aging, workers and with new technology, the universe of opportunities will be greater for people who may prefer to be active, at least partially as they age, even after formally retiring. The perennial mindset and way of life can reduce intergenerational frictions. The sequential model of life, with its rigid stages of play, learning, work and retirement, multiplied and magnified intergenerational conflicts. Parents became the harshest critics of rebellious teenagers. Midlifers went through crisis as they became dissatisfied with their lifestyle relative to younger people. Workers detested taxes to pay for healthcare and pensions and retirees suffered from social isolation and loneliness after withdrawing from work. Some of these frictions are now exacerbated by demographics, given that fewer workers have to pay for health and pension benefits for a larger number of people, who have longer life expectancies than in the past. The best path to diminish the magnitude of these conflicts and to achieve greater intergenerational understanding lies in helping people deviate from the sequential model of life. Let me give you two examples. More people at advanced ages are now working and that means that there's less of a tax burden on younger people and more opportunities for intergenerational interaction and collaboration at work in the so-called multi-generational workplace. More people learning at different ages will multiply points of contact between generations and also help align their expectations. 
the multi-generational household and the multi-generational workforce will transform the global economy. Research shows that the multi-generational household, if it becomes a more common living arrangement, will help reduce poverty levels, launch a revolution in residential real estate, facilitate caring for young children and people at advanced ages, reduce stress, and perhaps even reverse the decline in fertility, given that young couples feel that they can better manage work and family under such an arrangement. The multi-generational workplace will be able to maximize the productivity gains from having people with high levels of experience working side by side with younger people eager to grow professionally and equipped with the latest knowledge. Diverse teams are more creative and productive, and age can contribute to that diversity. The opportunities for two-way mentoring, old, young, and vice versa, will also be much greater. Finally, future problems with the financing of pension schemes might be overcome if more people work. And gross domestic product, growth, potential in rapidly aging economies will also increase through this expansion of the active population. In a post-generational world, work and careers will feel different. People working in multi-generational settings, pursuing more than one career in their lifetime, taking several periods off to learn and reskill, and with more opportunities to use technology so that they can manage work, family, and leisure more flexibly. That is the world of tomorrow. People working in multi-generational settings, which may create some frictions and conflict, but also create opportunities for collaboration. Age-diverse teams have been found to be more creative and productive. We will also see people pursuing more than one career in their lifetime, taking several periods off to learn and reskill, especially through new learning technologies that will make it easier to work and learn simultaneously. Artificial intelligence tools may also enable people to perform a wider variety of tasks, thus making workers more satisfied. More intensive use of AI, virtual reality, and other communications technologies at work will help people manage work, family, and leisure more flexibly. So in other words, people should prepare themselves for these changes by developing skills that enable them to be more productive at interacting with machines. But they will also need to refine their social skills, negotiation, ability to work in teams, emotional intelligence, and the like. Thank you, Mauro. Guys, if you're liking this show, could you take a moment and give it a quick rating or review? It'll help others find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Spread the love. And come back tomorrow when we'll hear some big ideas from the book, How Minds Change, The Surprising Science of Belief, Opinion, and Persuasion by David McGraney. Hope you'll join me.